Hey guys, welcome, welcome back to box time. It's been a little bit. It's been like a year and a half. I thought it was a year, I didn't think it was a year and a half. I want to say it was around October of 2022. Oh yeah. It was whenever my yeah, fucking debit like card it. got stolen. Oh my god, yeah, okay. <laughs> I remember that, yeah. Um... Should should, should I explain that real quick? Give a quick rundown of what happened? Yeah, sure. Okay, so we were filming season two because we were going to start season two and we filmed like three episodes and I want to say we actually put one of them out. Um, and then my, my debit card information got stolen. So I had to cancel my debit card. And because of that, I wasn't able to pay for our like distributor fees for the month. Okay. So we had to shut down for a month and then some other bullshit happened. I don't remember what, but that prevented us from filming anything during that time span. And then everything got like so off track that we just never came back to it, but we're back now. So we did come back to it. Yeah. It just, you know, it took us a little bit, but we were gathering stories for you guys along the ways, all seven of you. Yeah. Don't be haters. Be shooters. Yeah. Um, that said, box time. We're bringing it back, but we're shaking it up a little bit to kind of dip our toes in the water. Um, really, like, this first episode isn't going to be a super, super permanent, like, set list of shit we're going to do. Um, if you guys want to see some shit that we used to do... Uh, you know, tell us that if you have ideas for new shit that you want us to do, go ahead and tell us that. This is just going to be a little preliminary, getting familiar again, having fun, hanging out with the guys. And, uh, yep. Um, we should throw out if you, if you want to talk to us, go to our Instagram because you can't talk to us on like podcast websites or whatever the fuck yeah give me a reason to re-download instagram yeah message we, us on there we have an instagram it's box time podcast go message us on there and maybe you know if things kick off a little bit how would you feel about starting up like a community discord oh maybe. my god and you're so true for that how do you guys feel about that? I feel pretty cool about it. Let us, Let us know, know about how you feel about that on our Instagram, boxtimepodcast.instagram.uk. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's going to be in a description somewhere. Probably. I hope so. Yeah, yeah, it will. I can do that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, first up on the docket, you want me to talk about my thing? Yeah. Tell us about it. All right. So the way these episodes, or at least the way this episode is going to go, is I have a small topic. Keith has a small topic. Uh, are we calling ourselves that? Are we sticking with that? Fuck it. Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm definitely not Salem, and I will be talking about hurricanes. Hell Specifically, yeah. tropical cyclones. Talk about it, um, Randall. Yeah. So, essentially, oh, I didn't even finish what the fuck the rest of the 
podcast was going to be. Small things at the beginning, a larger topic in the center, and then we're going to have a little cool down, get our final thoughts out after the major topic. But we're going to open small, and my topic is uh, global warming and its effects on hurricanes. Um, So this is a paper that was posed pretty recently uh, I think within the last two years, if not within the last year, or even more recently. Um, but it essentially states that with global warming being a thing that's happening, and I guess a variable that is increasing as the you know as more gases build up in the atmosphere, so on and so forth, um, a lot more heat energy is just kind of kicking around the world um and that is kind of a problem when heat energy is the exact perfect thing to make tropical storms not even just hurricanes but like anything anything like that um so this group of scientists did a little research and found some interesting things I'm going to talk about first what they are proposing and then the little bits and bobs that kind of have summed up to this, this last thing that they're proposing. What they're saying is that the current scale that we use to rate hurricanes on is not adequate anymore because hurricanes are getting stronger, faster, more frequently. Um, and this is seen even in just the last 40-year period, like from uh, 1980 to 2022, there were, uh, there were 197 hurricanes that rated between Category 3 and Category 5. Um, the majority of those happened in the last, I want to say, in the last... 10 years, or the last 17 years, sorry, of that 40-year period. And I went back and I looked at recorded storms for the previous 40-year period, so from 1940 to 1980. And the the scales were not the same as they are now. I believe the, the scale that the United States uses is the Saphir-Simpson open-ended Uh, category scale Um, and that's your typical like what a tropical storm is a tropical cyclone and then your various like one through five hurricane is what this scale is Um, and looking at the data on this scale these scientists have realized oh shit this isn't this isn't fucking cutting it anymore because not only are hurricanes getting stronger and more frequent, um, they're also, there's a problem that this group of people, I should also probably send the link so we can, like, I can link this paper in the, in the yeah, description. It's, um, it'll be connected on our Instagram related to this episode and any podcast platforms that have descriptions for episodes. You can find it there too. Yeah. Um, so essentially they're looking at more and more hurricanes and then they're looking at the scale and they're realizing that the scale is not good 
for the cardinal reason that it's a wind scale. Okay. Uh, this, the categories separate by how fast the winds are. Like, I want to say that a category five is, it's just classified as over 157 miles per hour. Okay. Um, this is kind of a problem because that's not what kills people. Like, you don't, you're not killed by wind usually. Right. When you're killed by a hurricane, you're killed by the storm surge. You're killed by the flooding before and after. Um, so let me take a look at what the, so, okay, the current category five is 157 miles per hour, is over 157 miles per hour. Is Category 5, like, the worst hurricane on the scale? Yes. Okay. What they are proposing is a sixth category, and then also a revised fifth category. So the revised fifth category would be 157 to 192 miles per hour, and category six is over 192 miles per hour. Um, and the way that they've decided that this is what category six should be is they've looked at past storms. I can't remember the exact name. It was a really recent hurricane that hit... Um, I guess recent relatively, like in the 90s. I think I want to say it's like Hurricane like Haiyan or something. Haiyan? I, I can't remember what it is. But um, it was an extremely deadly hurricane. One of the more deadly ones before Katrina. Um, and they looked and they were like, yeah, these numbers, like running it through the system... Uh, looking at various reports at the time, before, during, and after the storm, they they realized that this is one of the several instances that a theoretical Category 6 hurricane had been seen, but the there wasn't a Category 6, it was just slotted in Category 5. But they've seen an uptick in theoretical Category 6s, and it's only going to keep getting worse with an inefficient system to rate these hurricanes um and it's just kind of nuts to think that such a domino effect has been achieved within the last i don't know 150 years yeah whenever whenever we started really pumping gases into the atmosphere right. you know um, um, and it's just nuts to see that we're having to scramble to fix our numbers because things have, like, visibly gotten worse since those numbers were set down. I think that, um, a big problem with, like, pollution and all that shit is that people seem to think it's no longer an issue in developed countries like america um because when you talk to someone about climate change especially people who would like to deny it uh they like to bring up the facts of like china and india and shit like that um but 
you know, we're not that far outside of that. Uh, back as recently as like the 60s, it was commonplace for like streams and ponds to catch on fucking fire all over the country. What? How pollu- yeah. Like before. In America? Yeah. It was Nixon who created the EPA, right? Fuck. Before that, it was such a big problem that that shit was happening. Like, we're talking 60 years ago. That was not entirely uncommon. Um, That's fucking insane. And obviously, we've made leaps and bounds since then, in this country at least, working on it. However, you know, that's mostly in certain areas. Because, like... You and I, we live within the Rust Belt, which is an area where we have not made that fantastic of progress. So, like, I mean, I can remember times you and I have, like, gone to Lake Michigan, and you can see, like, here the water is clear, here the water is brown, because it's polluted from the mill, you know? Oh, my God, yes. So, for people, uh, for a little context, the we're talking about like right at the very bottom end of lake michigan every single beach that you go to around here if you're going to lake michigan which is the beach that everyone in the area goes to you go to the beach you look to your like just the left and you see this fucking shadowy figure of the of the u.s steel mill over in in fucking gary uh you see that just on the horizon and i believe isn't there also like a water pollutant scale like day by day for the lake yeah because sometimes it's not safe to to um swim in yeah the the main entrance fucking steel mill where like you pay to go through it's like the the national park now entrance um yeah by that parking lot there's a sign that they update every day about how safe the water is to swim in how safe or unsafe you know depending on how you look at it exactly um and like another thing i think is important to point out for people who have never been to lake michigan before any any of the great lakes for example um this isn't just like you know a lake that's been polluted the great lakes are like small seas you know i mean especially like yeah, michigan lake michigan lake michigan is flat out it's a freshwater sea it's not a lake by like standard terms um yeah this isn't you know like where you and your family go to go fucking fishing in the summer is having some bullshit do- dropped in the water like a huge body of water is being massively polluted. I just ran some numbers. Uh-huh. Uh, six quadrillion gallons are in the Great Lakes as a whole, and the Great Lakes, just them, supply nine-tenths of the U.S.'s fresh water supply. How much is it a quadrillion? Oh, sorry. I misread that. One-fifth of the world's fresh surface water supply and oh, nine-tenths shit. of the U.S. supply. It's a lot of water, man. So, the Great Lakes of of North America are one-tenth of the world's fresh water 
like potable fresh water, I'll say. Fresh water that's safe to drink. Right. That's fucking crazy. I could never we're just drink dumping all that water. shit in there, huh? Well yeah, it's fun, man. I mean um Oh, do you remember that one time we went and there's the there's that what's what's the, the the big like slope it's called like the the slide or something do you know what i'm talking about yeah 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 this so what he's talking about is this fucking this huge sand dune that is it's gotta be like over a hundred feet like it's gotta be a hundred feet from like at least from base to top if you're talking about the one that you can still walk on and not the one that ate a nine-year-old wasn't that mount baldy yeah that was that was mount baldy but i know what you're talking about it's this huge really steep sand dune not mount baldy mount baldy is something else it's a it's a really steep sand dune that people like it's called the devil's slide walk up yeah the devil's slide you walk up holy shit and then 300 foot logging slide it's a 300 nope, foot incline. Hang on. Never no, mind. No, 300 foot's baldy. That was that's like an actual like logging slide in uh in Michigan. Yeah, but Mount Baldy's pretty huge too. Yes, it is. But the thing that I'm talking about that we're talking about is called the Devil Slide. It's 100 feet. You're right. It's nearly 100 feet. Yeah. Um, All right, I was also wrong. Uh, Mount Baldy is 126 feet. I don't know where I was getting 300 from. But it did still eat that kid. Yeah, so the the thing about that, uh, long story short, there are sand dunes, and the sand dunes in the dunes, like, fucking state park uh, are moving. Um, and because they're moving, they're constantly eating trees. Like, right now, Mount Baldy is in the middle of eating a parking lot. Um, you can go there and you can park in what's left and it's really weird yeah. and we can't stop it and we're not going to stop it. And you used to be able to climb all through those dunes, um, until I think it was in like 2009. That sounds A right. little boy. Yeah. A little boy was walking with his family, stepped in the exact wrong place with no indication that it was the wrong place to be. And he got sucked underground because the way that these dunes had swallowed the trees left air pockets between branches and, and roots and stuff. So this kid got sucked into an air pocket. And the only reason that he was not crushed to death by the weight of the sand is because of this air pocket. And now um, you can't walk there. Like, it's a safety hazard. You're not allowed to hike there. Because one kid very nearly died. It was like a few hours rescue, I think. I thought he did die. No, he survived. Dude, good for him. Yeah, good job, man. Yeah, proud of you, dude. Also, um, Randall and I are watching, and if we find out you guys are around the dunes pulling up grasses and shit, we're gonna kill you. Yeah, don't do that. We need that. Yeah. Don't erode our soil. Yeah, that's fucked up. Fucking... We live there, dude. Come on. We need that. That's for us. Yeah. So what the fuck were you talking about this for? Oh, you remember there's that, like, runoff stream? No, it's not a yeah. runoff stream. The stream that runs into the woods over by that slide. Do yep. you, you remember the day we went there and there was, like, fish floating in it? 
Yeah, yeah, I do. That was fucking gross. Lake Michigan is funny because when you go there, it's either the most beautiful, idyllic, great place to be, or you see fish floating in the water. Um, and not little fish either. I mean, like, steelheads. Like, fucking salmon and shit. Just dead. Aren't there lamprey in the is lake now? Is a steelhead a salmon? What? Is it? I don't know. Aren't there lamprey in the lake now? There have been, yeah. And they're also very invasive. Oh, yeah. A steelhead is a fucking... They're trout. Yeah, steelhead trout, yeah. Those taste good. But, yeah, there are lampreys. Uh, it's one of the things that I think are eating uh, the life in the lakes. Um, Let me look this up. Invasive species in the Great Lakes lampreys. is something. Oh, sea lamprey. Yeah. They're fucking scary looking. Yeah. What the fuck? Sea lamprey, zebra mussels, round goby, and phragmites? What the fuck is a round goby? Well, a goby is a type of fucking little little fish okay oh a phragmite is a is a grass i thought it was an animal that was gonna be cool for a second then lied to you um but yeah i remember i remember the dead fish i remember multiple times throughout my childhood uh having a good time chasing my mom and brother around with the dead fish that i found <laughs> on beaches <laughs> used to do that a lot um i remember this one time not at Lake Michigan, down on the Gulf of Mexico, I found I found a clam, and I thought it was it, it was just the shell, and I picked it up, and it wasn't just the shell. The motherfucker was still in there, and he spit a bunch of water in my face. <laughs> did it scare you? Yeah, it did. I didn't know he was allowed to do that. How old were you? Uh, like maybe ten. I like that. That's really funny. I yeah. thought it was gonna be worse, and I thought it's like weird, like tongue foot was gonna come out and lick ya. Ew, no. That has never happened to me, but I know that if it did, I wouldn't scream, but I would want to peel the skin off of my hand. Yeah. He's... And I know that it's not dangerous. I'm aware that it's not dangerous. It just weirds me out, and I would appreciate it if it didn't do that. He would suddenly and very quickly be going for a swim. Yeah, he would, he, or, secret third option, into the soup. Oh, that's very true. Dude, I love me some clams. Yeah, I love, I love a little catch and release, release into my mouth. Yeah, catch and release into my fucking stomach. <laughs> catch and release into the pot that I'm cooking it with. So, okay, let's, let's fucking cycle back to the hurricanes. How frequent is this yeah. happening now? So, there's not a, like, there's not a de facto, like, oh, like, this is gonna, it's gonna happen at least this many times. But, um, the trend it's following mm -hmm. is that just looking at the 1980 to the 2022 period that they, you know, specifically... And that's not all of the hurricanes that happen. 197 categories, uh, three through five hurricanes. Um, they found that in the latter 17 years, 
of that 40 year period, the majority of those hurricanes had occurred. Okay. And that means that they're on an upward trend specifically just because there's so much gas buildup, so much latent heat energy, um, that these storms are being supercharged by this, you know, equation of variables that all add up to exactly what a hurricane needs to be the worst that it can possibly be. Right. Um, it, it, it doesn't state, like, this is one of those things where exact numbers are difficult to achieve, and you really just have to watch trends yeah. and track back trends. Um, but it's it's actually kind of nuts because I'm looking at this in real time and I am seeing that hurricanes are so much worse than they used to be. Do you remember that one? I think it was like, it wasn't Ida. Whatever one was most recent that hit the East Coast. Uh-huh. I can't remember what that was. The storm. We're landlocked. We're in the Midwest. The storm that hit either the Gulf or the East Coast, it was south of us. I know that. Um, whether it was just south or southeast, I can't remember. Mm. We got thunderstorms from that. I remember the that. The inland storm came all the way to us. I mean, granted, we weren't having our houses blown down and our windows knocked out. They're we still weren't having bad, hail. Though. Yeah, but we were still having heavy thunderstorms from something that happened hundreds of miles away. Um, Isn't that crazy? Do you remember when we got... I don't know. Did you guys get the smog that bad over the summer? I don't remember. It was kind of hazy here, but it wasn't nearly as bad as more urban places. Dude, do you remember that picture I sent you of how bad it was here? Yes. Yeah, I do. There, um, so when, when I drive home at night from work, I, I get on the interstate to get back downtown. And when I do that, I can see like, um, all the skyscrapers and shit just off to the left and they're not that far away. Um, but when the smog was at its worst, I, I don't even know if I could see, like, the houses that were off the side of the highway, let alone downtown. Jesus. Yeah, I I remember the the smog thing, like, vaguely. I know that my area got some, like, air quality warnings. Yeah. But we didn't get as much as we could have, which is kind of crazy because we're not even an hour out from Chicago. Um, It was so bad here that they gave us face masks. To wear at work if we wanted to. Really? Yeah, because we were going to be outside like all day. Was it like impacting? Was it like impacting like your vision personally, like in person? It was hard to see shit at a distance, or yeah. things were like really yeah, like it was like there was thick fog everywhere all the time. Fuck, that's kind of scary. Yeah. Also, the entire city smelled like shit. I feel like the smell, I feel like the smell kind of crept in. 
Yeah, it did, and then I, I also got used to it pretty quick, though. Like, after a day or two, it was kind of whatever. But when it, it first started really stinking, it was pretty annoying. Yeah, I remember... I remember people talking about it, but I don't remember, like... I don't remember much outside of that. It wasn't really that big of a of a problem in in my area. Yeah. That was fucked up, man. What was the cause of that? The wildfires in Canada. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, yeah, I do remember that now. Um Places just having wildfires everywhere. I heard uh, yesterday that there was a fucking earthquake in California and Hawaii. Like a bad one? Oh, uh, let's see. I thought it was pretty bad. I didn't hear about that. Uh, phew, 5.7 magnitude. Okay, that's not great. Yeah, yeah. I, I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about it either, which is why when I was told what the fucking magnitude was, I was like, really? Because yeah. I didn't hear anything about that. I didn't even get like a fucking, my phone will give me like news, you know, updates. Yeah. I didn't get anything about that. Holy shit, 6.3 magnitude earthquake strikes Hawaii's Big Island. You're saying this happened yesterday? Yeah, one day ago. Huh. I guess I haven't been on my phone that much the past couple days, but still, I feel like I would have heard about that. Okay, one place is saying 6.3. Everyone else is saying 5.7. Hmm. Which isn't that big of a shift, but just the same. maybe that's just what the epicenter was. I think the epicenter was in the ocean, and 5.7 was, I guess, the Earth magnitude. Or okay. not Earth, the fucking land magnitude. Yeah. Huh. Were there any fucking casualties? I'm not seeing. No major damage reported, it says. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, and uh, it makes sense, though, because at least California is right on that fault line. Right. But yeah, that's just hmm. simply what I heard, which was interesting. I still have not seen anything about that, though. About what, like the earthquake, not even like a a breaking news thing yeah. on YouTube. And I, I which was, I mean, I was scrolling through my news feed like right before we started recording, and I didn't see anything about that. YouTube news recently, though, not even recently. YouTube news just kind of as a thing. It's pretty much exclusively political news yeah. that trends. Like, I mean, 
if you go onto the news tab, they have your sports, your business, fucking all that shit. But by and large, I guarantee you that if I go there, I'm going to see at least at least some bullshit talking about Joe. Oh, for sure. I'm sure that that's what the majority of it's going to be is political because that's what the majority of all news outlets talk about. Especially fucking like American politics. Yeah. Which I mean, that's what we get for being the world police. Well, that it's it's a fucking show in America. Define. What do you mean by show? Do you mean like, like it's a fucking giant joke? It's a bunch of politicians yeah. who have no idea what they're doing, fucking around. It's a soap opera. Yeah, they're just getting into pissy little fights. And trying to help themselves and their friends out. And that's all that politics is. And that's why people like it so much. Because it's like watching their favorite reality show. I feel like... I feel like the... The whole... Thing about politics being such... I mean, okay. So, newsflash. Politics are important everywhere. Yeah. But... I feel like the reason why it's transcended importance in America... It's become like it's it's become one of like the signifiers of who you are as a person, and that is one so fucking stupid, uh, and two, it is a direct consequence of America's extremely militaristic, um, you know, like battle ready like just like warrior society yeah. that's what america has yeah and not in like the fucking like viking honor larp way that people would like not like fucking nords and skyrim warrior society i mean we are a nation of people uh who defined by our government uh which kind of goes against everything that the nation stands for um we are we're a bunch of people that are dragged around by a government who loves war. Yeah. Loves fighting. And when you are a warlike people, tribalism immediately stands out. It's are you one of the good guys or are you one of the bad guys and that depends on which side of the thing you're on. America runs on war and division. Yeah. And politics are a great way to keep a steady supply of both to make sure that the average person can't get a word in edgewise because these two extremes are just duking it out. Like it's become a part of people's lasting identity. And it's fucked up. It's also weird. Yeah. Oh, for a lot of people, it's their whole identity anymore. I feel like that has to be a new development. Oh, yeah, since, like, 2016? Because, I mean, it was a thing before, but it's so common now. Yeah, like, the whole QAnon thing. Like, I'm not going to point and say Trump bad, Joe bad, blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Yeah. Um, I'm going to point at both and say these extremes are killing the fucking nation. Absolutely. Like, it's getting to the point where you identify more with a blue animal or a red animal 
and the person writing it than like your fellow human being right it's so bizarre it's so it's so weird looking at people that would forego their humanity because fox or cnn told them to well, and by the way, those two companies, uh, those two networks are owned by the same company. The, what is it, like the Sinclair organization? Um, the Sinclair Group? I don't know. But, it, like, it's crazy the assumptions that some people will make about other people just based on, like, the most basic of their political beliefs. And what's even crazier is you can somewhat reliably be right with that anymore because people play right into that shit yep shit's stupid um it's incredibly stupid we're about to hit 37 minutes should we move on to the next topic yeah let's talk about let's let's talk about the other thing okay uh the thing that i've brought forward to speak about today is a i i guess new kind of new band on the scene that is um is doing very well however they're also like being put on blast because people are accusing them of being industry plants um really yeah so i've written down the um like a rough history of the band so far like just the important parts and i i want to explain that and then i want to hear your opinion on it and then i've kind of written down like points that both sides have been making from what i've seen okay okay so the band's called the last dinner party i don't know if you've listened to any of their stuff i did send you one of their songs a while ago but um they are they're they're a girl band first off from the uk they're from london and they're i guess a gimmick band but i i don't know i feel like it it isn't quite a gimmick band because it's not like as far as max sabbath is where like the entire um well, the entirety of everything that has to do with the band and their performances rides around the gimmick they've based it on, right? It's still, like, they're a band making music, it's just they have a gimmick. You feel? I don't... I'm looking at pictures of them, and I can't really tell what the gimmick is supposed to be. The gimmick is they have a singer who sings very classically. Um, like, it, and if, if you open, like go look up nothing matters by the last dinner party and just read the lyrics you can see like based on the lyrics it's very very um age of enlightenment coded you know okay see that's kind of what i was seeing because i just looked up pictures of them and the pictures where they're like it's a shoot mm -hmm. it's not the band members at a thing it is I see that vibe. There's a lot of corsetry. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, like, long-styled hair. There's a lot of, like, 
kind of like rich fabrics. Like I got that feeling without them shoving it down my throat. Anyway, yeah. continue. And what's really co- what's really cool about it is it's just the singer. the The music part is very rock and roll, um, and that blends together, and it absolutely fucks. I'm gonna make you listen to one of their okay. songs when we're done recording. Um, this actually seems like a band that I would really enjoy. Continue. They're, they're incredible. But um, okay. they formed in 2021. Um, I'm not sure exactly like, you know, where where members came from who, but I got the rough idea. Two of them knew each other because they, they went to a lot of the same live music clubs in London. They decided they're going to form a band and then through whatever means they pulled together the rest of the band members through people they knew or just knowing them directly. You know, normal yeah. how a fucking band comes together. Um, yeah, people know each other and decide to do a thing, yeah. They did their first gig in November 2021. Um, okay. And then they they continued pretty much just doing gigs, doing live shows for a couple of years. That's all they did is they, they did the, the London circuit. You know, they built up a huge following in, like, bars and, like, really small venues. You know, still okay. very normal, typical big city music scene shit. Um, however, come, I think it was in 2023, they got signed by a management group, haven't even put out a single yet. I don't know if they've had like some of their shit written and were performing it or if they were still all covers, but they get signed by a management group. And what a management group is for people who don't know is it's the same shit as getting like a band manager, you know, it's, they're gonna fucking they're gonna book you gigs they're gonna do publicity they're gonna do fucking you know like they're gonna get you booked for interviews and shit they they manage your fucking image and pretty much everything for you so you can just focus on music however the difference is is it's like a firm of managers that works together to do this as opposed to just having one dude who does it for you okay um and then in april of 2023 so about a year and a half, almost two years into being a band and playing together, they get signed by a record label. And it's not just any record label, it's Island Records. Um, Island Records is not, you know, a massive label. However, they're they're a pretty decently sized label. They um okay. they they had Bob Marley when he was alive. Uh, they have, I think, currently okay. have Bon Jovi, Demi Lovato, uh, The Killers, Churches, like a bunch of, like big names. Yeah, national acts. Um, yeah. And this is this is a label that started in Jamaica in the '50s, so it's been around a long time and it's spread like worldwide. It's a decent fucking You're label. Me crazy. Exactly. Sorry. <laughs> um. Anyway, April 18th of 2023, they like put out their first single on line and shit um the first was that nothing matters or is that just their top song no that was nothing matters nothing matters is their first signal it absolutely fucks it i think within the first couple of weeks makes the uk radio top 10 i think it made it to number eight okay um after that they went um from you know playing the bars and shit to they actually did a handful of music festivals like they did some really big gigs for a while they were playing with some i can't remember any of the bands i didn't write many of them down but they were playing like opening for some 
somewhat well-known acts. Um, in June, on the 30th, still of 2023, they released their second single, Sinner, which, in my opinion, and also what other people seem to think too, it isn't as good as Nothing Matters, but it's still a great song. Um, okay. And what's important about this is that always 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 in the music scene when you put something out it's the second thing you put out that matters most when you put out your first single of course it's important that it's good but any fucking band could be a one hit wonder once you put out a second good single you start to get taken more seriously and the same thing goes for like an album any band can shit out one half decent album. album yeah once you yeah. start putting out multiple that's when it's like okay this is a real thing they're not just going to disappear um, it's the difference between a talent and a fluke. Exactly. Uh, so they released a handful more singles. I want to say like three or four. Uh, continue playing more shows. They do a few live acts, um, like on TV and shit. Open for more people. I think by this point they've like they've even opened for the Rolling Stones. I read. Shit. Yeah, like they're fuck. They're fucking. They're big now. Yeah. Holy um, shit. Leading up to February 2nd, 2024. So eight days ago, as of the recording of this video. Oh, recent. Yeah, they released their first album, Prelude to Ecstasy. Um, as of, I want to say yesterday is when I saw it. It is the number one album in the UK. Fuck. Um, I've listened to the album. I listened to it on release. I want to give a quick review of it. Um... Let me fucking pull it up on Spotify because I want to look at it like, and see the actual track list. Um, the album is pretty good. It's... But? It, it's not quite as good as I hoped, but here's the thing. Um, let me count them. <laughs> let me tell you something. Yeah, let me, yeah, let me tell you something. Okay, four of... The 12, but really 11, because one of the tracks is like an intro track. Actually, two okay. of them are, so more like more like 10. Four of the 10 tracks are the singles that they had already put out. So I'd already heard them before. I already liked them. Of the six remaining tracks, I only really liked one. I only added one to my playlist. And it's not that the rest of them were bad. Like, they were all good songs. It's just like... Like, it's something I would listen to if it was playing on my radio, but it's not something I'm going to go out of my way to put on. You feel? Yeah, but I gotcha. all around, really solid album. Um, and that's that's where we are now. Right now, they're, you know, the album's still fresh, completely brand new, and they're kind of writing on that. They haven't done anything since then. So what what is your opinion of this whole thing? So... What? Why are people calling them industry plants again? Okay, like, so, um, because to me it just sounds like a group of women got together, reached you know massive success, and then people are calling them plants. Is what it sounds like to me, unless I'm missing something. Yeah, no, you're you're pretty much right. The thing that like. The one thing I can give them that I do kind of get is that it was a very quick and seemingly out of nowhere rise to fame. 
Like if you just found this band and like got the loose idea of the timeline, it's a little sketchy because it's like, I mean, it's within two years, brand new on the scene, number one album, you know? But when you actually go and read into like what the band's been doing, it makes sense because before they ever put any music out, they built a big local following in a nation's capital. Like, of course, once they start putting shit out, it's going to spread like crazy. Um, and I think the reason a lot of people are weirded out by that is because that's not how you get famous anymore. That's how you used to get famous before TikTok as a musician. Now, if you want to get famous, your song needs to go famous on TikTok. That's it. It needs to go viral. It needs to become a meme. It needs to become a sound. That's where like all new acts come from pretty much anymore. You know, um, I have a few kind of like little riffs on just like off the off the fucking dome okay um of like what's going on so i think that people are really trigger happy to call someone call a band an industry plant mm -hmm. because on tiktok especially in like the female kind of like indie alt rock that yeah. kind of area. Yeah. There was one that got very viral and that was the tramp stamps. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out and say it. Female bands have always faced, have always faced more criticism than male bands Absolutely. for doing the same thing that male bands do. Yeah. And I'm going to say a brave opinion. Feel free to disagree. Everyone in everyone listening, feel free to disagree. I'm not discrediting anyone or anything i am saying that if this was like a male band people wouldn't be calling them industry plants okay I will, i'm willing to be a little bit braver it's because they're women that's why they're getting accusated. yes no yes it's because they're women but like literally just between them and the tramp stamps the tramp stamps were never outright like yeah we're like yeah they're a plant yeah but like Let's look at how the band started. Let's look at the background of these people. The two people that really set out to start the band were those two women that, you know, shared music clubs, right? Right. Like an organic meeting. Yes. These uh, three or four girls for the, the Tramp Stamps band, the industry plant, um, they, either most of them or all of them, had ties to someone who was in the music industry. Billie Eilish also has ties to people who are in the music industry. She's still successful and she's still talented, but the difference is like, dude, industry plants are gonna be a thing. Yeah. Um, you can be a plant and you can still be creatively powerful. It just cheapens it. However, I'm not seeing any of this no. in the last dinner party whatsoever. And they're getting shit on because if this was another act, if this was some kind of act where it was traditional instrumentals and classical delivery of lyrics, they, the like people would be losing their fucking minds over them. Right. But I'm just, like at this point, call me a feminazi. I don't really give a shit. Women have it harder in most most to all mm. uh facets of western life 
Western life in America. I'll say that because that's the life that I have experience with. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of this outcry is either music elitist or people that are just struggling to comprehend that a band can form quickly and have success without toiling for years you know yeah. like there is no one success story we should be so happy that these women have come together and made bang and music but it's like industry plant this industry plant that i also uh you mentioned songs going viral on tiktok um that's kind of an issue unrelated to any of this industry plant thing that i've seen people talk about uh, because i am chronically online mm. um and that's Music is being made to go viral on TikTok. Yes. And that's why you have such an influx of uh, modern songs that are so good for about 30 seconds. Mm. And then the rest of the song is mid. Um, because they want that hook to go viral on TikTok. They want that fucking whatever. They want the video length. You know, they want the interactions. They want people to use their song and their little fucking, like, outfit haul transition videos. There is... Um, like, what was that? There's so much music available now, and so much mm -hmm. of it is pure crap. And the reason yeah. so much of it is pure crap, not even stuff that's, like, you know, industry plants, shit that's being produced to be catchy and go viral like all music even stuff that people are making and they may not realize they're doing it people are making music to get famous and not making music to make music you know yeah no one's interested in the craft anymore they're interested in the stardom yeah they want the clout they want the you know they want to rise up to fame everyone wants to everyone wants to be famous now yeah which is weird. That's a terrible thing to want. Yeah. The only thing you should want in a life is like a nice water bottle and maybe a sandwich every once in a while. Dude, like, that's something that's, okay, also, just a quick little tangent. I think that a reusable water bottle, like a metal water bottle, is something that every single person should have. And it's crazy to me that people aren't carrying those around. Dude, I love my shitty plastic like one everywhere. that I pay $5 for. Um, I, mine is dented on the bottom. Mm. Dude, I fucking love my water bottle. I don't even have a fancy one. I have, what is it, like the tall brand, T-A-L? Yeah. Is it nice? Um, yeah. It's great. I... It keeps my shit cold. It keeps my shit hot. It's, it's fucking watertight. It has, like, a textured surface, so it holds stickers great it's easy as fuck to clean i've had two hydro flasks and i love both of them but they're overpriced as hell and yeah the reason i didn't just get a tall well the reason i didn't go back is because it's so expensive and like i don't i i had 24 ounces and it's just not enough water to have in there i refill it so yeah. fucking often so now i got this big sum bitch that's what is this room essentials so it's literally it's target brand and it's like okay. a shitty plastic I mean, it's not shitty. It's sturdy. It keeps my stuff as cold as you can expect from a plastic water bottle. It doesn't leak. I can fucking fling it all over the goddamn place and it doesn't leak. It's got a nice straw in it and shit. For $5, it's a goddamn steal. But, um, like, even... How much does it hold? It's 
Okay, it's fucking labeled for 64 ounces, but that's... There's got to be like a real measurement on here. There's not. Wait, maybe there is under the sticker. I see ounces. What does that say? Nope, 64. It says 64 ounces, but the 64 ounce mark is like a solid... I don't know, 10 ounces below the actual bottom of the bottle. So if you fill it all the way to the top, it's probably more like 74. Um, my tall one is 40 ounces. Mm. And that is like, oh, wait, is that even? No, wait, hold on. I think I pulled up the wrong fucking thing. <laughs> what do you mean? You pulled up the Cause... wrong water bottle? Yeah, because, um, so I just have a plain black one. Uh-huh. So, of course, you know, there's gonna be several plain black ones, but the handle doesn't match what mine is. What the fuck? So, I I pulled it up thinking that it was, like, I got the wrong, like, measurement to what it is. Oh my god, why did I sell so many <laughs> fucking things? I don't need all of this, please. Okay. All right. All right. I found it. 40 ounces. 40 ounces? I was that's, right. That's a pretty good size still. Yeah, like it was like it's a it's really big. It's big, it's heavy, it's sturdy, um and it was $16, $17 at Walmart. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. Fucking a metal water bottle is an essential item to have everyone everyone when they leave the house they should have some kind of storage on them whether that's a bag or a big jacket or fucking i don't know a clutch if you're paris hilton um and a water bottle um and i'm of the opinion that everyone should carry a charged power bank on them yeah dude i need to get like an actual bag i can keep shut it shit in because i've got so much little crap i carry around on me Dude, just get a messenger bag. They're everywhere. They're super customizable. You can just get like a canvas one and you can iron on patches and put pins on and shit. Like I have one. But I only You can get them cheap as places. shit if you wanted to. I have, or you can get them super expensive. I have a decently nice one and I use it when we go on trips, but like that's the only time I ever use it. Um, oh dude, another thing from TikTok. Um there's this fucking chick, uh-huh. and she got famous by being a quiet, concise content creator during a time when TikTok was very loud, very abrasive, okay. you know? Sure. Um, so she was doing, like, farmer's market hauls, you know, recipes, mm-hmm. normal shit, um... She recently decided to put out, like, a little line of tote bags, whatever. She uses totes. Yeah. People use totes while shopping. $120. Holy shit. For a tote bag? Uh-huh. That's it. That's the that's the part that is noteworthy. Hmm. It's a tote bag with her name on it. Well, well, if it's got her fucking name on it, then obviously it's worth a hundred. Yeah, one hundred and twenty dollars. One hundred and twenty dollars. Okay, for sure. Um, yeah, isn't that cool? I think it's really cool. How um, have you noticed we're kind of at a brand reset? 
Uh, elaborate. Um, new brands are popping up and taking over the shelves at stores, and old ones are very slowly being pushed out. Um, like, one thing I've specifically noticed here lately is with chips, like at our local Target, like, you know, you've got your fucking Lay's, your Doritos, your goddamn Cheetos, whatever. However, the room those brands get is getting smaller and smaller. Like when we were kids, you'd go in, not even when we were kids, when we were in high school, you'd go into the fucking chip aisle and there's like 15 flavors of Lay's easy, you know, just like they got, they got the original flavors. They got the ones with the fucking ripples. They got the funky flavors. They're trying out the limited time flavors. Now they got like original sour cream and onion fucking barbecue and then all those flavors in ripple form and then the rest of the stuff is just like a thousand different new brands that i've never heard of that are competing and even beyond that brands that were like new a couple years ago are really starting to rise up and take over like um dots pretzels those have exploded from just like i remember starting to see them a few years ago now you can get them at like any store oh are you talking about like the the little ones dots pretzels the twisties yeah 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 see i feel like this is kind of like an example of different markets because i have noticed kind of like the opposite of what you've noticed where it seems like little brands are being pushed out Mm -hmm. and big brands are coming out with fucking crazy weird shit really yeah like remember me like about those cereals i don't like for the viewers we're talking about these um these cereals that like uh what is it oh the cream filled like yeah, like the cream-filled cereals, where they're just cereals, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Like, what was the other one? Tricks. Tricks, and then Cocoa Puffs, I think. Yeah, and Cocoa Puffs. They're like another cereal called Craves, where they're a cereal, and then they have like a filling on the inside. Like, these specifically are vanilla filling. And it's so weird, because I see these things, and I just think like... Who is this for? Dude, I want to try them, but, like, I know it's going to suck. And if I, I, yeah, I can't I'm, justify it. I can't buy that whole big box and then throw all of it away. You know? Okay, we should move on to movies because we, we're past an hour. Um, oh, yeah. Closing thoughts on The Last Dinner Party. They're not industry plants. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, they're not industry plants. You're just fucking jealous. Yeah, go listen to the go listen to Prelude to Ecstasy. Um, yeah. So for the, our next segment, we're gonna talk about the the nine movies that a local theater here in the city I live in is playing right now, and all of these movies um, we saw previews for like a week ago when we went to go see one of the movies that yeah. is actually playing right now. So we're gonna go through the movies and. Um, I'll say the title and then I'll give I'll like read the brief description and uh, I guess we'll just kind of talk about it. Um, okay. So the first one is American Fiction. 
which is the hilarious directorial debut of Cord Jefferson, which confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Do you remember watching that? I don't remember seeing a fucking trailer for this one, actually. What is that one called? American Fiction. Jeffrey Wright stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black yeah, entertainment. No. I don't remember this either. It's making a political message. What are the fucking... It's rated R. Oh, wait. Comedy and drama. I remember seeing the trailer, but I clearly don't remember a lot of it because yeah. the only thing that is familiar is the one picture that's showing up of this guy in a white shirt. Yeah. This movie, okay. This movie, I'm sure, will be good. However, it's not made for me. Yeah, this is not a movie that is made made for for me or people like me which is people who want to see uh horror instances and also silly funnies yeah um oh shit these actually have ratings on them already so that it has a 7.8 out of 10 on imdb so it must be doing all right okay um, i mean hey you know what good for it the next one is anyone but you do you remember does that sound familiar uh give me a synopsis after an amazing first date b and ben's fiery attraction turns ice cold until they find themselves unexpectedly reunited at a destination wedding in australia so they do what any two mature adults do pretend to be a couple i don't remember seeing the trailer for that i think also like it's we should mention uh some of these movies especially movies that are like uh if any horror movies if any biopics if any uh social issue movies etc come up and we are like I, I haven't seen anything about that it's because the movie we went to see is mean girls yeah so they probably weren't showing us shit about like they weren't showing us things that someone who's conscious of the world around them would want to see. They were showing us bullshit that we would want to see because we bought tickets to go see fucking Mean Girls, yeah. which rocked. Like, they knew that we were going movie to see stick. this movie at 2 o'clock on a Thursday. They knew who they were fucking at. Middle of the to. day, too. Yeah. It was just us three and that woman. Yeah. So anyone but you... Do you remember that time we went to see Love Actually and it was us three and that guy? Oh that my one God. lone man? Us three, that one guy that we were probably making so uncomfortable because you and I were in the fucking back row eating DMT like candy. Yes! <laughs> oh my God! That was so fucking funny, dude. I hope he had an unforgettable experience. Yeah, he's going to remember that viewing gonna hate it this movie seems like anyway. just some shitty rom-com it's got a 6.6 out of 10 it's doing mid yeah it's like dude listen i'm someone who's read a lot of fan fiction in my life the pretending to be partners trope stupid come the fuck on what are we on wattpad yeah is this 2012 is this a creepypasta fan fiction <laughs> what the fuck is going on here Oh man, they were really hot for each other until they weren't, and then they were again. Like, we know how it's gonna end. You don't walk into the movie like that thinking, what's gonna happen? 
Where do these? How are they going to resolve this conflict? Um. I feel like we should pull a Tarantino and we should make a movie like that, but at the end, like, one of them fucking kills the other one out of, like, frustration. Oh my god. Or or something. Final scene, they're at, like, a dinner, a nice dinner, so that one of them can break up with the other, and when they get broken up with, they go, like, just fucking ballistic and kill everyone in the restaurant. Like, like one person was delusional and thought it was real. So at the very end, when that person turns around and is like, hey, you know, like, I hope we can go back to normal after this. The other person snaps and has a fucking, like, if I can't have them, no one can moment. Yeah. And then the last 30 minutes is them, like, running from the fucking crazy scenario that they caused. I'd watch that Like, movie. killing them in the parking lot and then going on the run, and then the movie ends with them <laughs> wrapping their car around a tree or driving <laughs> off a bridge. Yeah, and all of the advertising is done like it's not, it's just a normal rom-com. Yes! Holy shit! I think, that would be so fucking funny. Like, up until that point in the movie, it, it seems like that, too, because you're experiencing it all through, the, like, the delusional person's point of view. Yes. Yeah, oh, exactly. Oh, my God. Like, Ex- like the main character is delusional so it just plays straight yeah. all the way until the last the last fucking act <laughs> we should make movies tarantino you fucking foot freak go make that <laughs> tarantino y- we know you're listening yeah look if we're being we monitored by fucking china we're being watched by that motherfucker for sure oh my god <laughs> We need to see how many countries can start listening in on us. We'll we'll start giving a fucking weekly report of what countries we're being monitored by starting next episode. I'm going to say one controversial thing tied to a country <laughs> and I'm going to see if this get if this nets us a listener in the capital. The Armenian genocide is real. <laughs> let's see let's see who's listening to us now. I'm not afraid of cockroaches. Anyway, Argyle. You, you have a fantastic mustache. Continue. <laughs> um, Argyle, you've seen trailers for this. It's the oh thing. Oh my god! Guess, the Argyle guess, thing. Guess the rating. Guess the rating. Guess the rating. Is it like out of ten? Yes. Uh, is this like a rating? Having seen the movie. This is the IMDb rating. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I hope that it's like a four out of ten. Would you like me to give the synopsis before? I, I, I spill the beans. Yes. Yeah. From the twisted mind of Matthew Vaughn. Kingsman franchi- okay. franchise and Kick-Ass. Kick-Ass was a good movie. I've never seen any Kingsman movies. Um, comes Argyle, a razor-witted, reality-bending, global... Oh, no, wait. Globe-encircling spy thriller. Bryce Dallas Howard, who is Ellie Conway... The reclusive author of a series of best-selling espionage novels, whose idea of bliss is a night at home with her computer and her... Why is this reading like porn? And her cat, Alfie. Why is the cat's name not Argyle? Oh, the agent's Argyle. But when the plot of Ellie's fictional books, which center on secret agent Argyle and his mission to unravel a global spy syndicate, begin to mirror the covert actions of a real-life spy organization... Quiet evenings at home become a thing of the past. This movie, this two-hour and 18-minute movie featuring Bryce Dallas Howard. I don't know who that is, but I know that's a name. Henry Cavill. Wait, which one? Yeah. Bryce Bryce Dallas Howard. I know that name. Um, 
John Cena, that person, and Brian Cranston. Isn't that fucking Malcolm's dad from Malcolm in the Middle? Brian Cranston? That's Dwight. Oh. No, never mind. No, sorry. No, it's not. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> That's Rain Wilson. Yeah, shut the hell up. Fuck you, man. You try to <laughs> fucking trick me. Anyway, all those people. No, that was me being for real wrong. Has scored a zero out of ten. You're. We need to see that, obviously. <laughs> yeah. So I think we. I brought up that we could do like viewing parties and do movie reviews. I think we should do Argyle. Zero out of ten. Yeah. I need to go see what it what it is on Rotten Tomatoes. Um. The next it's got a thirty-two. Wait, right here it says six six out of ten for IMDb. It says zero out of ten on this website. What website? The the movie theater's website. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. Huh. It's fucked up, man. I'm gonna go to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a thirty-two. Is that okay? Is that critic or is that dude? Okay, so it looks like critics hate it. Thirty-two. For the tomato meter, 72 mm. audience score. Okay, so the people whose job it is to shit on things don't like it, and the people who are allowed to go in and make fun and have fun do. Critic consensus. Argyle gets some mileage out of its silly, energetic spin on the spy thriller, but ultimately wears out its welcome with a convoluted plot and overlong runtime. Audience says, Argyle is an entertaining spy comedy with over-the-top action and plenty of surprises. Although the fun starts to run out toward the end of its overlong runtime. So they're both seeing, saying that it's way too fucking long. Yeah, which I believe because it's almost two and a half hours. Dude, as soon as you said, as soon, like you said two and I was like, there's no fucking, there is no reason that this movie needs to be longer than an hour and 40 minutes. Probably could have been a 90 minute movie. Dude, you know, like they probably thought that, they studded out this cast mm -hmm. with A-list people, uh, like Henry Cavill. He'll he fucking brings people in. He's the Witcher. He's Superman. He's gonna be in this Warhammer shit if it ever comes to fruition. Um, they knew that. Oh, and then also they knew that they were gonna get specifically like the older millennials in on this shit. Yeah, they knew that they were gonna get some fucking people that really wish that they could have been famous authors in their 20s yeah you know um and they were right unfortunately that's kind of the problem because then people watch the movie and realize that it was too long um. i this movie does not look appealing to me in the slightest it looks intriguing i think we need we need to remind ourselves that it's okay for movies to not be long as fuck. Yeah, a movie, you know what? Sometimes, sometimes it pays to be brevitous. Yeah. What's after Argyle? Uh, How to Have Sex. This is that movie about the, the college girls going out and having like a fucking, uh, a, you know, like a, a fucking night out. Yeah. I think this looks really good. What's the consensus? Um, 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb. And this, it's an hour and 31 minutes. It's a 90 minute movie. So like, 
it's not going to be fucking long drawn out convoluted bullshit it's also won a bunch of fucking film festival awards looking at rotten tomatoes mm. audience score is 65 percent. tomato meter is 97 that's interesting it seems like a good movie yeah like i'll probably actually f for real watch it not just to make fun of it yeah I, this actually looks interesting um the next movie is lisa frankenstein that you and i were talking about before i want to see that i do too it so looks really bad. fucking good um so okay we we were talking about this before we started filming um because i saw in the news that this movie's not doing too well and it's not necessarily flopped it's just not doing great i think that it said over its opening weekend it made like four million of a 13 million dollar budget so like it is more than likely gonna go under budget but like especially movies like this if it stays in theaters for a minute, it has plenty of time to spread around, and it's it's going to be a cult classic movie. This is obviously going to be a cult classic. It has time to start that reputation now while it's in theaters and not be a flop, um, so it can be a cult classic right now instead of like getting rediscovered in 10 years, you know? I yeah I'm I'm looking through this this movie's like information found a, a few interesting things like what uh rating is PG thirteen for violent content sexual assault Whoa. language blood yes huh it says sexual assault PG thirteen for sexual assault written by a woman named Diablo Cody that's from badass. Chicago. Diablo Cody. What the fuck? Directed by Zelda Williams, like Robin Williams. She wrote daughter. Juno? What the fuck? And it's got some half decent names in it, too. Intrigued by both the title and content of Cody's blog, The Pussy Ranch. I like this bitch. Good for her. She's got a fuck-ass bob, but, I mean, good for her. Yeah. Not everything can be a dub. I... I really want to see... Holy shit, Cole Sprouse is the fucking guy in this movie? Yeah, he's Frankenstein. That's funny. Um... I think it would be really funny for him to do a movie like that. And then as an uncredited cameo, have his brother, like, for half of a fucking scene, like, half the shots in a scene take his place. That would be funny. Yeah. It's got a... Lisa fucking... Frankenstein has a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb also. I don't know if I said that. Yeah, you did. It has, a it has like, an over, like, an 82% audience rating. Oh, yeah. I have a question. What? Why is it that every, like, 10 years or so the the movie industry is like we're gonna try to see if we can make teenage girls find zombies sexy i don't know i remember warm bodies yeah i remember i were i was the target demographic 
for that here let me set the scene i was the target demographic what am i i'm an edgy angsty i at the time i was a baby goth i read fan fiction i had no friends um you know like i was i was the target audience for warm bodies i remember watching that movie and thinking like like i had to get up and leave the room because i couldn't watch some of the scenes they made me shrivel inside <laughs> i was thinking like who is this for and it was for you like the the parts of the movie that i liked had nothing to do with the romance i thought like the parts where it was like whatever remained of his mind as he walked around this airport and looked at the different zombies i thought that's a funny premise for a movie yeah. the zombie apocalypse from the point of view of just a zombie yeah that would be fucking hilarious i would love to watch that turns out necrophilia with less steps <clears throat> i never like, saw it we need to review that movie do we valentine's day movie review warm bodies <laughs> do you want to do that for a movie review for the next episode yeah fuck it okay you guys can have that to look forward to now dude and i'm sure we could find it somewhere sailing the seven seas um let's move on to the next one because the next one's mean girls oh yes this is the one we can actually talk about because this is the one we saw great movie fucking phenomenal dude dude i've been listening to the like okay i don't really like theater i don't really like broadway mm -hmm. it's just like i don't have anything against it it's just not my thing yeah. i don't really care for it too much i've been listening to this soundtrack the vocalist for regina george renee rap fucking insane dude we i've been like my favorite song on that album is world burns uh-huh dude her range in that song alone makes me fucking nut my jorts dude she's okay? like an actual musician like, yes she has i've been meaning to listen to her shit also gorgeous is she I got. Yes. I saw her. Hang on, let me look up pictures of her. What do you mean, is she? I know. I can't fucking remember. Holy shit, she's twenty four. How do you spell that? Oh god, what is that fucking thing with the? Oh my god, I don't like the first picture that comes up. I can say that. Hang on, I'm sending this to you in chat. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot of teeth. Yeah, horse I think teeth. she's very attractive though. Eh. I like the picture of her in like a ponytail. She's definitely... Which is weird, because I usually don't like blondes or ponytails. Yeah. She's not unattractive. Just not really my type. Here, I'm gonna send it under the picture of a woman with a coke nail holding a goby like a dick. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> That's the round goby I was talking about earlier didn't, in the didn't, episode. Didn't see that till now. Guess I'll I'll throw that up on the Instagram for anyone who wants to see it. Yeah. Um. It. I. I love that movie. It, I've have been you thinking seen the original too? Of course, I've seen the original and I've seen the second Mean Girls, like the sequel to the original movie. Okay, I saw. I've seen. 
the original, I think, three times. Because I know I saw it once when I was a kid because I have older sisters. So obviously I fucking saw it when they were watching it. But then, like, I, course, yeah. I saw it for real for the first time when I could, like, process and remember it not too long into dating Taryn, I think. And then, like, a week before you came down here, I watched it again. And that's, like, the time I can actually remember. I don't, I don't know if okay. this is just my opinion. I think the new one blows the original out of the fucking water. No, it does. It It genuinely does. Because the original... I'm sure, like, the original was released to be a funny movie, yeah. a funny high school movie. This one was released, and it's more than that. It's, I mean, obviously, it's a huge pop culture callback, but also, like, it's kind of, like, not every piece of media, you know, has to be a statement. Yeah. And I think that a lot of media makes a statement where one wasn't needed wasn't necessary and wasn't asked for um i think mean girls doesn't really make a statement it just like this is the one movie that has shown social media and consequences of social media um and also just like trends and memes mm -hmm. like you know it's the first movie that's done it accurately because i i can't even name any off the top of my head because there have been so 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 many movies that um have tried making social media but it's just weird and it's bad yeah. like how shows were obsessed with saying like oh my god it has so many hits mm -hmm. no one says that say likes yeah it's not a copywritten term you can fucking you can say likes in your show you don't have to make an analog this movie is the one movie that did social media correctly that I've seen recently because it's just fucking TikTok. Yeah. They were like, oh, how are we going to do social media in this movie? Oh, just TikTok? Okay, actually, you know what? There is another movie that did social media well, but it was a different subset of social media. And it was this like horror movie or like thriller slasher, I guess, um, where this guy goes on a murder spree live on Twitch. Or, I guess, Twitch analog, a streaming website. It's Twitch. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty funny, at least from what I remember. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to the chat, though. I was watching the guy kill people. Um, but also, uh, they picked the most like uncanny resemblance to Jenna Fisher. Oh, my God. Yeah. To play like because i there were parts in the movie where i was genuinely like oh so these guys you know these guys are related yeah what is this girl's name who the girl that plays katie uh, yeah i'm trying to find her name cast oh god anjuri rice Dang. is that how you how do you the fuck do you say that I've heard A N G O U R I E. Is it Andrew? I don't know. I'm gonna look God, up just I have the to name. look this up. God, dude, the first picture of her is kind of scary. Is it? Yeah, like fucking mean mugging you. 
mean muggin? Yeah. You can't say that. Yeah, I can. I can say whatever the fuck I want. Cotton you can't Henny stop Benny me. Muggins. Huh? That's what. Never mind. The fuck did you just say? That's what. I forgot that you don't watch fucking Christmas movies, so you don't know what I just referenced. No, I don't. Oh, an elf. Uh. Fuck. Who's Will Ferrell? He plays mm. the titular elf. He plays Buddy. Mm. Um, he's like he's not an elf, so he fucks up everything elf-related. Like he's not very good at building toys. He's massive. His voice is really deep. You know, like he just doesn't fit in. Yeah. Um, and he didn't meet his toy quota for the day, and no one's being a dick about it. They're just like, hey, you know, you didn't meet it. You know, um, and. They're like, and he's like, ah, oh, I fuck everything up. He doesn't say that, but that's essentially it. They're like, no, you don't. He goes, and then he goes, yeah, I do. I'm just a cotton-headed ninny muggins. And it shows everyone in the room gasping. <laughs> like he just, in front of his boss and all of his coworkers said, I'm a brain-dead fucking piece of shit moron. Like that level of self-degradation. Yeah. <laughs> and just cotton-headed ninny muggins lives in my head forever. Because it was a tongue twister to me as a kid, and I taught myself how to say it, and then I was calling kids that I got in trouble. And it's true. And it is true. And if you're one of then, that, you should be ashamed. Yeah, you should be ashamed, and and go find your dad in New York City, who's a piece of shit, and then he isn't. Huh? Also, listen to a girl shower. Is that the plot of the movie? It's not the plot, but I mean, okay, so the first part is the plot. Listening to a girl shower that was just, just kind of happened along the way. Yeah. yeah. That was, that was that, a little enrichment. That was for Willie. Um, what's the what's the movie after Lisa Frankenstein? Mean Girls. What's the movie after Mean Girls? Wait, actually, no. Tell me more about how you felt about Mean Girls. Because I... I haven't heard much of your input about it. I thought it was really good. It's one of the first movies, I think maybe the first movie, where I'm watching it and I don't feel pandered to at all. Like, this was made by people of our generation for people of our generation. This was not made by someone older than us to try to sell it to us. And yeah. you can tell by like the music they use and the way that they talk and the way they dress and the way... One thing that's really become specific to our generation and i know like every generation at least in recent america has kind of been like this but bright colors specifically like day glow color pop like 60s psychedelic bright colors have made a massive comeback yeah. in the last few years um, oh my god yes after like the blue wash of the 2010s and the like grunge of the 90s yeah it's color we like we are a generation that has brought back color and patterns and all of that like showy flashy fantastical shit yeah um and that's something that you see a lot in this movie they're not dressed like fucking millennials trying to pretend to be high schoolers still yeah, they're dressed like for real fucking high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, I... Also, this movie does gay people while actually... Like, so the thing that I really dislike mm -hmm. when I see, like, like, queer representation in movies is, um... 
I don't dislike seeing it. I dislike when it's badly done. Yeah. Like, I dislike when a character exists just to be, like, a check mark. Yeah, when they're a token. Yes, that always feels so weird because you can always tell Yeah. when that character is there. And this movie, it really does just feel like you're back in high school and there are people who just happen to be what they are and it doesn't matter. Right. Like, I, like, I don't know. I just liked that the movie felt real. It didn't, but it did, kind of. Yeah. I was able to suspend disbelief and buy it. Yeah, like, it's the it's the events that are happening that are insane, not where they're taking place. Yeah. Good job, Mean Girls. Fucking. What? Good job, Mean Girls. Oh, I thought you said you got E-Girls. That too. Almost fucking... Fuck it. No. Good. That's, uh, what's after Mean Girls? So there's three more movies, and I don't remember any of them. Tell um, me. Origin, Out of Darkness, and The Beekeeper. None of them look or sound familiar. The Beekeeper is something that I've seen trailers for for a while now. It's some fucking action movie about this guy getting revenge. He's like... I don't know. He's the actor who I imagine would be that, like the like if there was a hitman movie. This yeah. is the guy who I imagine would play the hitman guy. Oh, Jason like he's Statham. bald and serious. Is that him? Yeah. That's what he looks like. I guess so. I only knew. The he name. gives me the impression of a man, um, who wishes he was taller. Yeah, How do I spell this? Manlit fucking energy. Is he? Is he? Watch him be six five. 510. 510. Well. Okay, you're skirting. Yeah. It's really all I in say your heart. 52. <laughs> um, but these other two Origin I put together is based on a book and that's about all I'm getting from this fucking about section because it doesn't really say anything. Um, yeah, that sounds that sounds familiar. And then, uh, Out of Darkness, I've heard nothing about. However, it sounds fucking awesome. It is, it's a, it's a horror thriller. And the about is in the old Stone Age. A, I don't know what that's supposed to say. I think that might be supposed to say desperate. Gang of early humans band together in search of a new land. But when they suspect a malevolent mystical being is hunting them down, the clan are forced to confront a danger they never envisaged. Why? Why would you not just say um, envisioned? I don't know. Can you tell? What's the word that you think is supposed to be desperate? This might be a real word that I just don't know. Tell De her to me. Deposited it in chat. Disparate. What does that mean? Fuck. Disparate is like a oh, fuck. I know it's one of those words. Like I know what it means. Like a bunch of like different people. Like okay, fucking like none Motley of them. Crew. None of them compare to each other. Um, yeah, yeah, Motley. But that sounds pretty fucking sick. Yeah, I I love shit like that. 
I love movies where like the danger feels real and it's not me running from some guy with a knife who has a mask on in the suburbs. Yeah. That doesn't feel as dangerous as like Primal Terror the movie. No way. Like any masked fucking baddie has a pair of nuts that I can kick him in. Um, 100%. How am I supposed to kick a malevolent mystical being from the old Stone Age in its nuts? I don't even know where it keeps them. Yeah, I don't know where they go. Also, the director's last name is Cumming. Is it spelled the fun way? Yes. Are you serious? Yeah. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. Andrew Cumming. Oh, man, that had to be rough. Yeah. That had to be a rough one. And he's from the UK, so no one could probably even say it, right? Cumming. Yeah. Hey, if you're from the UK, you're on thin ice if you're watching this show. All the rest of them can go fuck themselves. Um, Unless you have a fucking... God, what's that one accent that everyone shits on over there? Scoose? I have no idea. I don't know the different fucking flavors of Brit Bong. Um, I know some of them. But only by name, and no, I could not tell you any characteristics of them. Do you? Are there like different Australian accents the way there are different uh, a fucking American and British accents? I don't know because I would think so because it's such like a divided landscape, you know, like not divided, okay. like separated. Because because uh... like ninety percent of the people who live there. Are live on the coast around the country and i mean that yeah that'd be like if all the people in america just lived on the west and the east coast and then tried to compare the two like they they talk way crazy different but i also don't know that much about australia i don't either i would love to visit australia um oh okay it says that there's so I'm seeing conflicting answers. I'm saying, or I'm seeing that there's not a lot of regional accents, mm. but then I'm also saying that there's like three, but the other two are super uncommon. Okay. Or like two to three, and it's like the normal, and then like road, and then uh, uh, like this one says cultivated. Cultivated? What yeah. the fuck does that mean? They grew I it? don't fucking know. They grew it from a seed. I I guess. That's fucked up. I guess Broad is like the really like the Australian Australian accent. Okay, so that's like TV Australian. Yeah, like the fucking Croiky, like that guy. Okay. I hope people still say crikey over there. I, I hope too. that's still kicking around. You guys are doing case, pretty good over in case, there. In case our international audience, feds included. Yeah. Um, In case you guys were wondering, uh, yes, we in America are still saying our own stupid slang. And I just hope that, I hope that people in the UK say bloody. I hope that that's real. Um, 
like like you know like as a little like bloody hell i hope they do that i hope that's not fake just for fun i hope it's not propaganda i uh i'm i'm getting sucker punched by the weed edible i took yeah we're about to hit an hour 40 so i think maybe we should start wrapping it up anyway yeah guys um tell us what stupid accents you guys like tell us your favorite regional word um tell us how you felt about this episode tell us if you you know liked anything about it or if you want us to bring shit back yeah come come give us a little come come give us a little little chit chat on the instagram come yeah come come talk to us on instagram forward slash mean girls out of the darkness crikey.com yeah yeah my name's sandal and his name's keith sandal and And this is and this has been box time thank you for joining us bye bye god god